I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today, we are just going to be catching up. Some much needed girl talk time. Kara and I haven't seen each other in a while. We've both been doing very different things. And we both were like, oh my gosh, we need to call and catch up. And we're like, you know what? We'll just do it on the podcast. Yes, exactly. And we're excited. And, you know, summer's fun, bringing lots of cool adventures, good stories. So we're excited to share all those funny stories with you guys. Yeah. Well, do you want to take it away? You just got home. You had an amazing trip. I would love to hear all about it. Okay. Yeah. So what's been going on in my life? I just got back from a 10-day trip to Mexico. It's supposed to be two weeks. I had to leave a little bit later due to some unforeseen circumstances, which everything's good, but did leave a little bit later than planned. So I got there, um, I think, on a Tuesday. And then I stayed 10 days, which on a Thursday. It was so fun. I had the absolute best time. So what this trip was, 
was my friend Hania, who I met through working at Beautiful Destinations. She's from Mexico. Her family moved to the US, I think when she was 13. So basically grew up her whole childhood in Mexico. So I got to go see where she was from, see her childhood home, meet all her family, her grandparents. Her grandma and grandpa had their 50th wedding anniversary. So that was like the big celebration why everyone was in town. So literally met like all the aunts, uncles, cousins, and truly had like the best time. I wish I could only travel exclusively, just like visiting people's hometowns and like getting that true authentic experience because some of my favorite travels are just being with people I know um, and where they're from. And I look forward to doing more of that. But yeah, more about Mexico. I got to go to Guanajuato and Michoacan. They are in the middle, like the Midwest of Mexico. So right in the middle. And we literally were nonstop for 10 days because something I guess I didn't realize too is that this was also like Hania's family's vacation because they live in Kansas City now. So when they went back, they still wanted to do like really fun stuff too and run around and explore and see things. So that was really great because I I literally had zero expectations for this trip. Like I did not know uh, what I was getting myself into. And that was great. Like I feel like, you know, if you never set expectations, you can never be upset. So I like literally didn't ask Hania what we were going to do at all. Like I was just like, okay, book my ticket. I'll see you there. Um, But like literally every single day, her and her family, like all her aunts, uncles, cousins, like we would get in this giant 16-seater van. We'd all like pack in. They call it the pickle because it's like this big green van. And we'd all pack in the pickle and like go somewhere for like the day. So we went to like one day, we went to like three or four different cities did all these different tours, saw these like ruins, saw like all these cute little towns. And we were just like driving around with all 16 of us. Like it was literally like a clown car, all of us getting out every single spot. So that was like some of the days. Other days we would like go to the pool. I literally didn't even get to like hang out because the fun thing is that Hania's family used to live on an ostrich farm and her dad actually was like a world-renowned ostrich farmer and literally went all over the world with the Mexican government to expos in Japan, all these different places. So it's funny because I thought we would like be hanging out on the ostrich farm for the whole trip and like we were literally barely there. Like when I was leaving, they're like, you know, we should like let you explore the farm because it's like a hundred acres of land and we got to explore a little bit one of the days, but it was just funny because it was go, go, go. So I saw a lot. So definitely looking forward to maybe sharing a few more stories on here, but that's kind of like the background. Um, So yeah. No, that sounds amazing. Like you were fully immersed in what kind of her upbringing was like. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was so special for Hania to be back. And I don't want to speak on behalf of her, but she was saying this, but like she had to be in like her childhood bedroom and like sleeping in her bed and going to Mexico is really far. Like, you know, like people can go back to their childhood bedroom when they're away from college and go really like I did. Like I would go home from Mizzou for a weekend and like be in my childhood home. But I feel like for her, it's so much further away. It's like way more special when she gets to go back. So I feel like that was really special for her. Yeah. And just like understand a person, like see where they grew up. I actually will say I 100% understand Hania more after this trip because this girl is so like, will do anything at the drop of the hat. Like if we want to go do something fun and crazy, like she will do it. And I understand that now because being with her family, they are crazy and go, go, go. And like we, one of the nights we were sitting around and we were thinking about going to the beach 
but the beach was five hours because it's like it's the Midwest of Mexico. Like we're literally like landlocked. So we sat for like two hours talking to the whole family. Like, should we go to the beach? It's five hours. We could only go for a couple of days because I was leaving that next Thursday or that Thursday. So we'd have to get back in time for my flight, which I felt bad. I'm like, oh, I don't want to ruin this for everyone, but I do have to fly out. And so I went to bed and we're like, okay, you know what? We're not going to go to the beach. Like that's just a lot of driving. And then we woke up to Hania's dad at 7 a.m. yelling in our room, Hania, Hania. <laughs> Hania goes out in the hallway. He's like, I had a dream we went to the beach. So we're going to the beach. And we all like got in the car and went. And I'm like, this is so Hania. Like if that explains anything, it's like her dad saying, you know what? I had a dream we went to the beach. So we're going. And we all went. And it was like the best time. So I'm glad we did end up going. Like the driving was well worth it. So yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. It is. It's so cool to go and see someone's home life. Or even if it's not like their parents' house, just them and like their apartment or their living space or them and their work element. And you're like, oh, I really am seeing a whole nother side of you now. And so many things are checking out. Oh yeah. And like, you can see the different characteristics. Like I can see the humor and the lightheartedness of Hania through her dad, which a little bit more backstory. If you don't even know how I know Hania, Hania was our talent on a video shoot. We needed a father and daughter duo for this shoot for Visit the Great Lakes. And Hani was like a friend of a friend. Um, we like connected through social media and I brought her and her dad as talent. So I got to spend like a week or I think it was like eight days with Hani and her dad back in October. And now we've just become really good friends. So like I did get to know her dad and it was just like so much more fun traveling with her dad because I literally joke. I'm like, Hani, your dad is literally my dad. If you copy and pasted them, like they are literally the exact same person. So... Yeah, but then like I could see the characteristics of Hania and her dad and like her mom was so nice and like so kind. I could see that. And it's just like so cool to, like you said, understand someone from that lens. So yeah, that's like the background of my trip. I would love to hear what you've been up to. And like I said, I have a few stories I wrote down that I can also share in the catch up a little bit later on. All right. And for me... I just took one little mini trip um, a few weeks ago. Clay had a CrossFit competition over in Des Moines, Iowa, which is like two and a half hours from where we live. And it was super, super nice of Clay's brother and his fiance to let us stay at their place. Last time we went to Des Moines, we got a hotel, but this time we were like, I don't even want to mess with it. Let's just crash at their place. So it was really nice of them to open up their house. And Clay went up a day early. So two other people that were doing the competition happened to live in Omaha and they just picked me up on the way, which was really nice. Didn't have to drive, didn't have to... I filled up my gas tank yesterday, $92. And I I feel like that's not even bad compared to what some people like in California and stuff have. But I'm like, I cannot be paying $100 to fill up my tank. That is outrageous. And I feel like I'm so used to taking a lot of road trips in the summer, especially being in the Midwest. You know, if you just want to go somewhere like Kansas City, it's like three hours or Chicago, Denver. And now I'm like, okay, rethinking every road trip. Road trips are supposed to be cheaper than flying, but at this point, might as well fly places. But anyway, all of that to the side. The competition was fantastic because the first competition Clay did back in January, it was him and his brother on the same team. Mm -hmm. And so they were competing together. Clay's brother is a few years older than him and that's how Clay got into CrossFit. And so, of course, his brother has been doing it for a little bit longer. Clay actually has only now been doing it almost a year. So it's crazy that he's already competing, already a CrossFit coach, so good. Like literally had his first CrossFit workout like 10 months ago. Wow. Anyway, so... It was cool the first time to watch them them to compete together. But in this one, they were on different teams. So they were competing against each other. And like, they got very competitive. I was like, are you guys joking or are you not joking? Like, I actually can't tell if like 
they really wanted to beat each other because at one point we were like standing around the kitchen island and Cole, Clay's brother, asked him like, what was your guys' time or strategy for like XYZ event? And Clay was like, I'm not going to tell you. And Cole was like, are you being serious? And Clay was like, yeah, because then you're going to beat me. (laughs) 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 And sadly ending up, Clay's older brother, they got first and then Clay and his partner got second. But I was, of the whole competition, I'm like, you guys are all still winning here. And it's crazy because like I said, Clay's only not even been doing it for a year. And they only, Clay and his partner, only lost to Clay's brother and his partner by like a, f- a few points. Like mm-hmm. literally one thing could have gone slightly different. So I was like, honestly, I feel like you should be proud because it's almost like you're better because you just started, you know? Like at yeah. the point of him doing it for three years, like... He'll hopefully be really good. So I look forward to more CrossFit competitions of Clay's. He has one next month that we're going to. And it definitely brings out like the competitive side of me too. I'm like, wait, this is fun. I, I want to compete and stuff because when we're younger and you're doing high school sports and things like that, you have that competitive outlet. And now as an adult, I'm like, I don't really have anything like that. That is like a good thing to compete on, not, mm-hmm. you know, negatively competing with your friends over something trivial, like just actually good, authentic competition. Yeah. And so at this event, though, there was a spectator event. <laughs> and so any of the spectators could like do this thing. And I didn't know that was going to be happening. So I'm like in earrings with like my hair kind of vision done and no socks in my tennis shoes. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do this spectator event. <laughs> and I think I ended up getting second. Like I I went all out and then I died and it was so hot that day. And after, I don't know, I was getting really lightheaded and I had to like lay on the pavement for like 30 minutes. And I was like, I'm a wuss. I am not ready for this CrossFit thing. I thought I could, I could hang and I cannot. <laughs> that is so funny. What was the event that they made you do? It was on a bike. And you had to bike as hard and as fast as you can. I can't remember how long the distance was. And I thought, oh, that doesn't seem very far. No, it was really far. Oh, my God. I just went too hard out of the gate. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was tough. But then Clay was also teaching me some of the other movements. Like we were doing toes to bar where you hang from the bar and then you flip your or you bring your toes all the way up to the bar. And it was fun because he was like coaching me and I wasn't doing that terrible. (laughs) But yeah, so that was a fun weekend. And we also got to try Crumble. Have you heard of Slash Tried Crumble? I have heard of it and like for forever, didn't really know what it was. But I recently tried it in May when I visited my parents um, who like love it. And when I saw your story, I'm like, wait, weird. I also just recently tried Crumble. Yeah, apparently it's like a phenomenon. I don't know where it originally started, but it's just cookies. And I'm not a big cookie person. And I'd always hear people talking about Crumble. And I'm like, what is the hype? Like, can a cookie really be that good? And when they open one in a new city, like we recently got one in Omaha, the line's like three hours long. And I'm like, who is waiting three hours for cookies? Like bake some. It can't be that good. Right. But since it had been in Des Moines for a while, we were like, okay, we'll try it in Des Moines because the line was only like 10 minutes because I am not waiting in line at the Omaha one. And I will admit, the marketing is very good. I didn't realize like you go in and you order at this little iPad and mm-hmm. it's just so efficient and it's so clean in there. And then when you order at the iPad, you're like adding the little cookies to your box and then they just like bring it out in this cute pink cookie container. And... Yeah, I have. I just have to say from a business standpoint, like they do a really good job and it's like they don't have tons of products. They're just like, you know, we do cookies and we do them very well and they have new flavors every week. So they keep their customers coming back for more. Like the whole thing is just very brilliant. Mm-hmm. 
I did not realize that because I didn't order them. My parents just picked them up. I thought the same thing. I'm like, that's so smart. They have different flavors. Because then my mom's like, I wonder what this week's flavor is. And like, she went and got them to try them out. And but I didn't realize the experience in the store. So that's really interesting. I definitely need to go and try that out. Yeah, it's it's so efficient. But back to the new flavors every week. Yeah, because it's like you may like a cookie, but then it's gone. So you're like, I have to go. And then if you really like that one, then you're going to have to go three times that week before it's gone forever. Wow. So, I don't know. I'm probably not going to be like getting it again anytime soon. But I, it's fun to try things that have a ton of hype around them. So you can be like, was it worth it? Yeah. Your thoughts, you know? What okay. else do we do? Oh, so... Cole and Paige, they live out in the suburbs of Des Moines, which Des Moines is such an odd place to me because it's like the whole city is suburbs. As opposed mm-hmm. to Omaha, there's just like so many downtown, like older historic pockets. Like it feels so different. And then also Father's Day weekend, I spent most of the weekend out at my dad's house who lives in the suburbs of Omaha. So I had like two suburban weekends in a row. And it, that's just so weird for me. I felt like I was literally in a different state or country or something because me living downtown, it's like chaos and there's traffic and there's loud noises and there's like homeless people and there's just drunk people walking like right outside my door. There's just stuff happening all the time. And I've kind of always hated on suburbs because that's where I grew up. And I'm like, it's boring. You have to drive everywhere. There's no diversity, like things like that. But I have to admit, I slept very well the last two weekends out in the suburbs because it's so quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, there's no one like screaming in my alley. Like all of these sounds that I like don't even realize are a part of my life living downtown. Like, okay, I kind of understand the suburban appeal. And then I woke up the earliest the morning that we were out at Colon Pages and it was so peaceful out there. I like went for a mile walk. There was no one out. I was sitting on their porch. It was just the birds. Like, huh. This is very different than my experience at home. You're like, huh, maybe I understand why people like this. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's still not for me, but to me, I equate suburban life with like ease. Mm -hmm. You just, you know, you have your driveway. You don't have to worry about parking. Your laundry Mm -hmm. is right there in your house. Your backyard's your backyard. You you know, it's just consistent and it's easy. And I'm not saying everything is easy about it, but it's probably easier in most scenarios than living in a fourth floor walk up downtown where you're like trying to park and get your groceries. And I, I can see why someone would desire that for sure. Yeah. So you I rest my case on not fully hating suburbia. It's not there for me, go. but I understand. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's perfect. Well, yeah, I think when you live in a city, you give up a lot of convenience. Like it's just very convenient. Mm-hmm. Like how you said, because you can drive to the grocery store, but like, yeah, in a big city, you're like carrying your groceries. You can only buy as much as you can carry. Mm-hmm. Or like if you need something, you have to go walk 10 minutes or like take a subway to go get something. So... And like your neighbors, if your neighbors are having a party, well, that's too bad. You're just going to have to deal with It's like your party people. too, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're listening on it. Yeah. Well, love that you got a little taste of the suburbia life and enjoyed it. Okay. So we're going to share our peaks of the week, your guys' peaks of the week, and we're going to get back into some fun updates, some fun stories from the summer. For me, I think my peak of the week, I'll do something career oriented. I landed a really exciting brand deal, which was literally with a brand that I never could have ever thought I would ever work with because it's like such a brand that I love and I literally buy them all the time that like I just thought it was very unattainable. So like I never set it as a goal because I just never thought it would happen. So that was kind of like a really big highlight for me. So I'm very excited. It's confidential right now. But in the next coming weeks, I will share what that is. So stay tuned on my TikTok. It'll be on there. So happy for you. Congratulations. I'm excited to see the content that you make. Thank you. 
For me, my peak of the week was that Clay and I finally tried acro yoga. This is one of those things that we have been talking about for literally five years. Like, I don't know why we overcomplicated, like we needed to get like an acro yoga membership or something that we couldn't just Google like five beginner acro yoga poses as if it was so complicated. Mm -hmm. So on Saturday, before we had to go to our friend's birthday dinner, we had two hours to kill and it was super nice outside. And we were like, well, we're going to dinner. So we don't want to eat anything. We just want to get out of the house. We don't really want to go spend money. A lot of the shops were already closed by this point. And we were like, you know what? Today is the day. We're going to try acro yoga. And so we went over to this park nearby and I had my picnic blanket, but my outfit, this is not important to this story at all, but I was wearing jeans and this very short crop top with nothing underneath it. And we were like, well, we don't have time to go home and change. So I literally took my jeans off in the park, which I had like underwear on. It was fine. And then my shirt, I just took the, I pulled the sleeves out and then like tied it. So it was like a a crop top bandeau thing. And there was this poor family having a picnic, like semi nearish us. And they were facing our area and they turned their like setup to face the other direction. <laughs> and I was like, but it's just so silly. Cause I'm like, if we were at the beach and I was in a bikini, right. you wouldn't think anything of it. Like right. it's not like I'm out here naked. But because it's a park and I'm like, you can see my thighs, God forbid. But I know it was just funny. Like, why, why is the connotation so different? No, I literally had that same thought on Sunday night because I went to the pool on Sunday and they closed at seven. And I came home and I was still in my like, swimsuit and I just threw on my cover-up t-shirt. So like, it was just my t-shirt and like my bikini bottoms and I was doing yard work. And then I'm like, do you feel a thing? I'm just like out here doing yard work in my underwear because it's a swimsuit. But I'm like, but at the pool, I'm covered up because I'm wearing a t-shirt and a swimsuit. That is so funny. It's so weird. Yeah, like why just because it's contextually somewhere else does it matter <laughs> yeah. so much? Yeah. I have totally done that too. Like I'll just be wearing tiny little short shorts and go for a walk. And I'm like... I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. If I was, like you said, at the pool or the beach, I would be in less clothing and no one would care. Or like that time I went to the gym in like my booty shorts and sports bra, which is like a matching set from Amazon. And then I went to the grocery store. And when I came out, this lady pulled up next to me and was screaming at me that I was a whore. I forgot that that happened to you. It's so ridiculous. I'm like, what? This is literally a very modest Amazon. It's literally just spandex and a sports bra set like that my stomach wasn't even showing. I was like, what is this lady on? I was like, okay. She doesn't want to follow me around. I literally was like like, covering my face. I'm like, you're not getting any free content from me, honey. But she was filming me. She was like, she was literally filming me. She's like, what do you think about how you're wearing or like what you're wearing? Like, how do you think that is a, I don't even know what she's saying. She's trying to like get a reaction on me. And I was like, uh-uh, honey, boo-boo. I charge money for my content. Like you are not getting anything for free. And I just like had my head down and kept walking. But I kind of wanted to like react. I don't know. But I was like, no free content here. <laughs> that is just, it's so shocking. People it seem shocking. to worry about themselves. Like it is not a big deal. But Acro yoga, that sounds very lovely. Acro yoga. Back to that. Yes. Um, other fun story. We we did acro yoga for like two seconds in Colombia. Yes, we did. And when I saw that, it reminded me of that. And I was like, wow, we walked so you and Clay could run. <laughs> yes. For context, we were staying at this hostel, Kara and I, and up on the roof, they had like a free yoga class in the morning, but we thought it was going to just be solo yoga, but it was a lot of acro. And so I think I was the base, right? I think so. I think I was flying. And you were the flyer. <laughs> With my arms yeah. out. 
<laughs> we have a video. So maybe we'll have to post that when this episode goes live. <laughs> yeah. They were really nice though. That was fun. Yeah. I think like it was one of the, I don't know if it was the instructor, but one of the guys afterwards, like this French guy was helping us too. I think he, we like yeah. stayed after and he was like showing us all the, that was fun. That was like the best was- mornings on vacation. Just like slow mornings. Learning acro yes. yoga. Yeah, so now Clay and I, we did it in the house a couple of times after that. We were like, okay, we're going to get good at this. And we already mastered the five beginner poses that we had looked up. So maybe next week we'll be on to like scarier things. Because it can be a little scary. I mean, in the park, I had a a few tumbles that like kind of hurt. Like on one, there was a broken branch off to the side of the picnic blanket. And I was up in chair. Like my butt is on their feet when they're laying. So I was like really high. And we lost my balance and I just like flew off to the side. And I mean, it did kind of hurt. Ow. So I'm sure that there's also safe ways to practice falling. Yeah. I should look into. Yeah. Like how to, like if you're in that position, do you fall forward? Do you fall to the side? Like what's the safe descent? All I can think about is like those ball pits at the gymnastics um, gyms. Yes. Clay and I were talking about those the other day (laughs) and how gross they are. And when we were kids, we'd be like swimming through the balls. (laughs) Or like not those the, balls never the ones got at clean. the um at the gymnastics oh, studios, pit. the foam pits with the like the cube, but it's also gross. They also definitely smell like sweaty socks. Uh, but that reminds me of that. I don't know, but that would not work at all. <laughs> I know. Okay, your guys' peaks of the week. This one from Lone Stam said, "I realized how much I love my bestie and how much I should appreciate her." That is so heartwarming. Oh, we love that. Okay, this one's from Anonymous. This says, I went to Portland Pride with my BFFs and had the time of my life. That sounds so fun. Glad you had a great time. Portland is super cool. And this one's from Hillary. She said, my hot, steamy makeout session, LOL. (laughs) You know, living your best summer. We're here for it. Yes, that's amazing. Um, And Kristen said, I got engaged. Congrats, Kristen. That's so fun. Congratulations. We love love. As always, send in your peaks of the week on our Instagram at We're Already Friends. And really quick before we get into the rest of today's episode, we have a big announcement. Guys, you're having a live event in Omaha, Nebraska on Saturday, July 23rd. So mark your calendars. We aren't 100% sure what this is going to look like, but we just want you guys to save that date. It's going to be, again, Saturday, July 23rd in Omaha, Nebraska a live event where you'll get to meet other listeners. Hopefully we can do a fun activity or two. So just save that day and more details to come here and on our Instagram at Rody Friends. So stay tuned here and there for all the info. We want to take a quick break from today's episode to introduce you to one of our sponsors, Meet Cute Box. Meet Cute Box is a themed date night box with unique items from small businesses around the world. Every box is handmade based on your membership profile, so you and your partner have a new surprise each month. When you order a Meet Cute box, you answer some questions about yourself and your relationship, like are you dating, married, single, are you a coffee person, wine person, etc., to get your perfectly curated box. Every relationship is special, and Meet Cute thinks your box should be too. That's why they will never mass produce their crates. Each box is handmade for love, with love. Memberships start at only $29.99, with each box filled with products valued up to $100. There are also gift boxes available for a one time purchase if you want to gift one to a friend, a newly married couple, or, you know, for a friend's anniversary. To learn more about these boxes or to order one yourself, head to meetcutebox.com and receive a box as early as next week. A huge thanks to Meet Cute Box for being our sponsor. And as always, we'll link the website in our show notes. 
We want to say thank you to one of our sponsors of the show, She Podcasts Live. Are you a woman podcaster looking to take your show to the next level? If the answer is yes, then you should attend the She Podcast Live this October. You'll be able to learn from some of the best female podcasters in the world and get insider tips on how to make your podcast even better. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, this event is for you. Not only you'll be able to learn tons of new information, but you'll also be able to network with other amazing podcasters. This is a great opportunity for anyone who wants to take their podcasting skills to the next level. She Podcast Live is committed to bringing a diverse and inclusive lineup and their team works extremely hard to make sure that those who are chosen to speak are 50% women of color, LGBTQ, or both. They also highlight industry experts and leaders in the space so attendees are exposed to the women at the top. She Podcast Live is giving Already Friends listeners a special discount of $50 off your ticket when you use the code AF. She Podcast promises that you'll be feeling inspired, motivated, and ready to take on anything. Go to ShePodcastLive.com, use code AF to register, and thank you so much to She Podcast Live for sponsoring the podcast. We want to thank our next sponsor of the show, Whitful. Whitful is an organizational software for people with meetings. So this right here is for all our friends who work a job with meetings, whether that's the freelance life, meeting with clients, the nine to five life, working with your team or wherever you work. How many places do you have to search to find everything you need for that upcoming meeting? Between your task management system, your notes, your CRM tools and your calendar, there are a lot of places to look. You need to know who you spoke to last time, what happened and what needs to get done before you meet next. Whitful isn't your generic notes app. When you open a meeting note in Whitful, you instantly see everything that's most relevant to that discussion, like previous and current attendees, meeting notes, to-dos, and discussion topics. It's all in one place. No more struggling to find what you need or spending time searching through your notes. Whitful wants you to be on point in your meetings, which means helping you clear away all the clutter and noise to get you your most prepared and focused self. Whitful is giving Already Friends listeners a special discount of 50% off their subscription when you use the code FRIENDS50 at checkout. Head to Whitful.com, that's W-I-T- ful.com and again use the code friends50 for 50% off your subscription. Pricing starts at $24 a month with a free 30-day trial. Again, friends50 for half off at whiffle.com and as always, we'll link this in our show notes. Okay, and going back to catching up. Do you guys remember maybe all of my dentist talk? Remember how I feel like I was really updating everyone about my dental journey? Yes. And I was like, you know, no one probably cares, but we all have we all have teeth. We all have a mouth. So I feel like the dental stuff is relevant to everyone, but I've been really trying to figure out my oral hygiene because, <laughs> okay, a slight backstory. I had braces a few times. Then I did this Invisalign thing. I got all four of my wisdom teeth out. So it's just like a lot of stuff to get to like a normal place where I could just take care of my teeth. And I ended up kind of having gingivitis like a year or two ago because I just hated flossing. I was like terrified of it I because my gums would bleed. And mm-hmm. so every time I would do it, my mouth would bleed. And really blood is what I'm afraid of. So I was like, why would I put myself through this every single day? But after enough scare from my dental hygienist, they were like, yeah, well, you know, if you lose that bone structure down there, then you can lose your teeth. And- <laughs> I was like, yeah, we're going to we're going to overcome the fear. So, <laughs> I started flossing and I started reading this book. I'll link it in the show notes about like holistic dental health, mm-hmm. and I am coming to you guys with a few things that I've tried that have actually really worked. Uh, so this is gross. I did ask my hygienist yesterday if this was fine. I stopped using toothpaste. Full blown. Like the last few months, no toothpaste, just my toothbrush. And because I read in this book that like the fluoride from the toothpaste is just so bad and it's actually what's causing so many problems in our mouth because apparently the cell membrane or something in your mouth is only one cell thick. So anything that's like in this toothpaste, you know how it literally says on the label, 
do not swallow, do not ingest. It, well, if it's in your mouth, it's going straight up in, through your cell membrane anyway. So I dish toothpaste, but they do also have fluoride-free toothpaste, which I think would be a good middle ground for anyone who does not want to give up toothpaste. And my hygienist even said like, yeah, really the only reason you need the toothpaste is like for fresh breath. And she's like, it's really just about the actual motion of brushing your teeth. So that helped. I've been flossing and then I've been oil pulling. Literally mm. just one spoon of coconut oil. It starts off kind of solid, you know? Yeah. But once you swish it in your mouth, it turns liquid. And I just do that for like 15, 20 minutes about every other day. And my gums do not bleed right now. My mouth feels so good. My dentist was very impressed with the health of my mouth yesterday. And that's pretty much all I did. And they're like free options. So not having to go and spend all this money or do any of these things, it was the simplest solution that I could have done so long ago. Yeah. Do you feel like your breath smells or do you feel like it's fine? No, I really don't feel like I do. But I'm I'm weird and I brush my teeth a lot. Mm-hmm. So which is definitely a privilege of like working at home most of the days. Like after I have coffee, like right when I wake up, I brush them for like 20 seconds, just like a quick freshen up in the morning. Then after I drink my coffee, I do it again. And like, honestly, every time after I eat, but I've, I've been weird like that. And even in growing up in school, I had like a toothbrush in my backpack and like brush my (laughs) teeth in the school sinks. So I feel like since I just do it a lot, it's fine. And Also, the coconut oil pulling helps a lot too. Yeah. Well, because they say that... Because I used to use like a tongue brush and they said that 99% of what causes the smell in your mouth is all the bacteria on Mm -hmm. your tongue. So I could see how, even though you're not using like a minty fresh toothpaste, I could see how your breath wouldn't smell. Yeah, that's exactly what the hygienist said yesterday. She's like, the toothpaste is really only on your teeth momentarily. Mm -hmm. Like, unless you're like scrubbing your tongue, it's not really like giving you the fresh breath anyway. Yeah, that's really interesting. Cleaning your tongue is definitely another step. I do need to get a tongue cleaner. Do you think that is... Okay, okay. This is interesting because it's like, it's tripping me up, but I know that that makes sense, you know? Yeah, we've just been... It's basically just another product that we were conditioned to buy. But growing up, my mom's dad, they like lived on a farm. He just had a box of baking soda like on his bathroom counter and that's what he would brush his teeth with. And in college for seriously years, that's all I use. So I'll probably go back to that now that I, I've got to like a good equilibrium. But yeah, you can literally just stick your wet toothbrush head into the baking soda, get it, brush your teeth, good to go. I have, have you been on TikTok, like laundry cleaning TikTok with all the different hacks of how much money we waste on like mm-hmm. laundry detergent? Okay, guys, if you're not on laundry cleaning TikTok, like how Allison's saying that we kind of like been tricked into buying all this toothpaste, we've been tricked into buying a laundry detergent it literally costs like 90 cents to make it your house. And we're paying like $10, $11 for Tide pods. No, it's literally the whole, all the cleaning products, all of the home things. It's like, we need like five ingredients. We need like distilled white vinegar, baking soda, like a couple of other things. And that will do everything for us. And like, we don't need dryer sheets. Buy wool balls. They'll mm-hmm. last your entire life. Just, you don't need the little wax melt things because apparently those are screwing up your whole inside of your washer. Yeah, that's what I kept seeing was like these washing and drying machine technicians being like, guys, you should literally make your own stuff because all the products you're buying, all the fragrances is like gunking up your machines and making them work not as well. So, okay, I'll link a, a, one of the videos in our show notes um, for you guys to check out. But once I get through my next laundry detergent, I bought a concentrate from Dharma and Dwell in St. Louis. They do sustainable products, cleaning products and stuff. So I bought this concentrate that I'm going to dump in like a gallon bucket thing. But after that, I'll be making my own 
detergent and stuff because like fabric softener, you can just use vinegar, like Allison said, and that apparently makes your clothes just as soft for like a fraction of the price. Um, Dryer balls, we've mentioned on the show before, just put some essential oils on them, throw them in. That's the same thing. I've learned so much in the last couple of days. No, yeah, that the girl who's like, what's a scam that you don't even realize is a scam anymore? I have watched every single video stitched to that that has popped up on my For You page. And I'm like, yes, yes. And I'm so glad that people are finally feeling like they can say that stuff because I feel like in the past when I would say things like that, people were like so upset with me. And I'm like, why are you mad at me that our society conned you into buying those things? I'm just telling this to help you out. Like, don't shoot the messenger. And like, of course, people are going to be frustrated that they've been doing something that they either A, didn't have to pay for or didn't know they didn't have to be doing. But you should just be relieved that we don't have to do all that anymore, that there's an easier way. Yeah. Are there any replies to that scam video that like also blew your mind? Okay, I want to go back to my Mexico adventure and share a funny story that I thought would be very appropriate for us this little catch up. So as beautiful and amazing as my trip was, I feel like there's always something that happens on a trip um, that's not that great. And for me, it was, I don't want to call it food poisoning because I don't think it was like actually food poisoning, but it was a food bug. So one night, me and Hania and her brother Rogelio, we were out and about in Boro Leon um, in Guanajuato, just like this cute little city where her aunt and uncle live. We were staying with her aunt and uncle for the night. They have like this cute house in downtown. So we just like got to their house, um, had dinner with them. And then we like got out and left to go for a walk and like get drinks and stuff. Um, we grabbed some tacos because like it was like 9, 10 p.m. So we went to go get some tacos and I got <laughs> these beef tacos with Hania. We both got the same tacos. But then I wanted to try a sope, which is like kind of like a flat taco with toppings on top of it. So I got a chicken tinga sope. And literally, I don't know, the food tasted fine. Got that. And then we went to like this rooftop bar that looked over the city. It was super pretty. Did all that, went home. And then that next morning, me and Hania had an 8 a.m. cycling class at this like super cool gym in Moraleone that they had like, it was a nightclub that was in like the nightclub in the 80s, 90s. And they transformed into a gym, which was super cool. So we signed up for the cycling class, but we woke up at seven and I literally have never felt worse in my entire life. Um, I was struggling so hard and woke up, you know, you can just imagine what's going on. I was texting Hania and I was like, I don't know if I can go to this class. Like I literally cannot move. But then we were like, well, shit, we're going to get charged like a no-show fee. Like we've never been to this gym. We don't know the cancellation policy. Like if we need to go, we need to leave like right now. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we're going because I did not want to get, I don't know, this is so dumb, but I was like, I don't want to get charged to skip out on the class. We get in the car, go to this gym, show up right on time. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell the guy, like I am seriously ill. Like if I need to get up and leave, that like it's nothing personal. It's literally not because of your class. It's because I am sick. And so we go up to the cycling instructor and we're like, hey, like Honey's saying it all in Spanish because, you know, my Spanish can only get me so far. I don't know how to say like, I am literally like going to run to the bathroom <laughs> during your class in Spanish quite yet. So he's like, okay, like no worries. Sounds good. This man did not care at all. Like I am in the cycling class and he is like picking on me. He's like, go, go, go. Like you need to go faster. Like literally like does not care that I'm so ill. So half Halfway through the class, there's four of us in this class. He's like, okay, now we're going to stand up. When it's your turn, you're going to do a full-on sprint and you're going to do it for 10 counts and you have to count backwards from 10. And so like he goes, he's like, diez, nueve, ocho. And he's like standing up on his bike, sprinting, like it's a full sprint, counting backwards from 10 in Spanish. I'm like, oh my God, this man not here that I'm literally like pooping my pants like all morning. Like we literally told him. So Honey goes, she's like, 
full up on a sprint. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, like all in Spanish. So it's my turn, this next girl's turn and the next girl's turn. And I'm like, okay, whatever, that's done. He's like, okay, now from 20, here we go. We all count backwards. Like, I'm like, backwards from Bainty? Like, I'm like, okay. So I decided I was going to do it forward. The other girl did it forward too. So I'm like, oh no, that was Trace, like in a full sprint. And then I'm like, oh my God, this man is crazy. And also I was thinking about how I'm going to describe this man on the podcast. If Will Farrell was like, spoke Spanish and was coaching like a cycling class, like that is what this man looked like. Like totally a man in like his booty shorts, like in his mid forties, like late forties. I'm like, this guy is really doing something right now. So we all counted from 20 in our full sprint. Then he's like, okay, from 30. I'm like, what is going on? Like, am I living in a joke? Like, so then we have to count backwards from 30 in Spanish. I'm like at 15 and I can't even think at this point. So then like he had come up and helped me count backwards, <laughs> which again, I just did it for making it take even longer. Yeah, I was like, God, what's what's 23 again? I'm like, Bainty, Trace. Yeah. So yeah, after that class, I literally died. But I also didn't think about my problem anymore. So like my stomach and stuff didn't hurt because I was so focused on counting backwards from 30 and like surviving the cycling class that I think it cured me. And he was like, he was like, I think I cured your illness. He's like, you didn't have to leave once. And I was like, I didn't leave once because you're bullying me. And then we got smoothies afterwards. So that was good. And then we went to the pool all day. So... Maybe you sweated the toxins out. I think I did something, but I definitely ate like a granola bar at like two o'clock and like immediately felt terrible. So then the next day, I stayed on a liquid diet. We ran around again, went, had a full packed day. And everyone kept saying like, oh, it's a 24-hour bug. Like Hani got sick when she was here. Like, because I guess Hani had it too. Like the first couple of days she was there. Someone else had gotten sick. I don't know like what was going on with the food, but like, oh, it's 24 hours. We'll be fine. So then that second day, we did like a full-blown excursion to Guanajuato City, like the actual city in Guanajuato. And I literally felt absolutely terrible. Like I was so hopeful I was going to feel good. And I guess that's something you don't see behind the scenes. Because like that whole day, like we went to go get breakfast and I was like, I cannot eat anything. And I literally started crying in the breakfast place. Because I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed. Like everyone was screaming. Like it was a crazy diner scene, like in this downtown area. And I'm like, I can't eat any of this. Like I'm going to get sick. So I literally like started crying. So I was so overwhelmed. And Honey's mom took me and we got bread. Because I'm like, I literally, I'm like, I just need like a piece of bread. Like, can we just find me some bread? So all I had like the whole day was bread and um, a little like ice, like ice, strawberry icy pop. So yeah, that was like my two days from hell. The cycling class and like literally being so overwhelmed in a downtown city, like chaos. People are trying to sell you stuff. Like people are shouting, yelling. I'm like, oh my God, like I just feel so sick, but... Besides all that, I definitely recommend going to Guanajuato City because that was absolutely gorgeous. Besides my panic attack, like crying um, in the downtown area, that city was gorgeous. And I, there was lots of other tourists there. We did like a whole blown day of going to this mine because I guess they mine a lot of silver and gold there. Went to a torture museum where they showed how the Spanish tortured the like people of Mexico when they were forcing them um, into Catholicism. And I'm like, this is so sad. Uh, they were showing people like how they would torture people and they took on volunteers. So I was volunteered as um, a witch that was being tortured for being a witch. They put me up on like the stage and like quote unquote hung me. Yeah, that was just my little story that I wanted to share because I was not well. Okay, a few things. One... <laughs> Don't you hate it like that? If you if your insides are feeling unwell and you're like in a foreign place, I start to like panic sweat. Yes. Like, like I'm so hot and like, I don't know. It's like the top layer of my body is just 
panicking and like I'm so sticky. No, that's was exactly that what happened. That was that was literally what's happening. And I like like that's why I started crying. I was like, I need to leave like right now. And I just need to go sit and like breathe fresh air. And Hani's mom's so nice. She like took me and got a piece of bread and we sat in like a park and just sat and like sat by the fountain, watched the pigeons. We were like feeding the pigeons. I'm like, this is what I needed. I did not need to be in like a diner with like everyone screaming and like I don't know. Yeah, it's very overwhelming. Yeah. People don't really realize that backside of traveling. Your equilibrium just gets thrown off so easy. Even the first day when we went to Des Moines, like a tiny little trip, but I just felt off. Not enough to actually be like, oh, I'm sick or anything, but not having my morning smoothie, not having my afternoon matcha, like just getting out of routine. It just throws your system off. So I totally get that. And I think it's good for people to hear too that just to factor that in. It's a part of travel. Like I have never been on a trip where I'm like, I feel as 100% great and well slept and as I do at my own house. Like it's better and worse for other reasons, you know? Yeah. Which if we're going to tie it into like a lesson, definitely always pack. Like in every trip I have, I pack Advil, I pack Benadryl because you never know if like you're going to eat something that you've never been exposed to and like get an allergic reaction. Imodium, charcoal pills. Um, I took Imodium or not Imodium. Yeah, I think it was Imodium. I took Imodium Imodium, or no, Pepto-Bismol. That's what it's called. Pepto-Bismol. Like pack all the things. You literally never know what's going to happen. I'm dumb. I took Pepto-Bismol and a charcoal pill, which like apparently does the exact same thing. So I woke up and my tongue was black and my teeth, like my gums are black. And I literally thought I ate a bug. I was like, honey, I think I ate a spider (laughs) in the middle of the night. Like, cause I was like flossing and like black was coming out. And honey's like, no, I think like you just took too much like charcoal. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's definitely it. I literally had like a panic attack that I ate like a fly in the middle of the night. But yeah, don't take too much like stomach stuff because your mouth will turn black. I had such a similar experience where I didn't know too. When Clay and I went whale watching up on Cape Cod, we were sitting on these metal things and something about like the metal fiberglass seats, just like my legs got allergic, I guess. And we got off and my whole butt and backside of my thighs was like full of hives. And I'd never had hives in my entire life. I'd also never taken Benadryl in my entire life. So I took two and I didn't know. And I literally like blacked out for 20 hours, like fell asleep. Like Clay was like, are you dead? Like he couldn't wake me up oh my god for so long I just like went into a coma and yeah we kind of lost like a whole day of our trip because of that whole situation and I even had pants on so it's just like you're exposed to new elements and things can happen that you did not factor yeah so definitely pack all those things I think just to bring it up on a later note just some funny other memories from this trip Hania was like my translator and we kept joking like her her family was like bullying her making fun of her because she would translate something to me and they'd be like Hania that was not right at all. Like, that is not what they said. Like, we were in downtown Guanajuato City and they have like all their roads underground and tunnels. And Hania was like, okay, yeah, like the tour guide just said that they they made all their tunnels underground because these are actually aqueducts and they carry water. And her family was like, Hania, these are not aqueducts. Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, this is not what those tunnels are for. They just made them underground. And then like, we went to this museum. I guess Guanajuato City is known for having mummies. Like, literally, there was a big plague in the 1800s, like 1800s and they had to bury a bunch of people but the natural elements of the city naturally preserved like all these bodies from like the past hundred years like almost perfectly as if they were mummies and our tour guide was just telling us like you know like there was no preparation for these mummies like you know in ancient Egypt they would actually prepare these mummies but here the natural elements just preserve them and then like Hania turns to me and she was like okay so here they actually mummified these mummies just like Egypt and her family's like Hania no you just you are not translating this at all like you just told 
Kara that this was like Egypt. Like literally no. And so that was just really Like fun. you said the exact opposite, actually. <laughs> yeah. So we were literally in the Mummy Museum and Hania's like, no, they literally said that they prepared them. And, and like Rogelio and Hania and her younger sister, Camila, went up to the tour guide and they're like, please repeat what you said. And he's like, yeah, no, they were not prepared. Like they were just, so I don't know. That was just like a funny thing that even locals can get a little lost in the translation. So we're- Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, speaking of food, I found a new food that I am loving, poke bowls. So I had never had one because I think I thought it was always more fish. Like you couldn't get a poke bowl that didn't have fish in it. And so I was at this restaurant the other night and they had a tofu poke bowl. And now I'm hooked. It's like Chipotle, I will admit, is my one corporation that I support more than I should. It just, I try to be so good about local coffee shops, local shopping, eating local. But when I'm just like, I am out of options. All of my favorite places are closed. I don't want to cook. Chipotle is just kind of my go-to because being plant-based, there's just like not that many options and not that many options that are fulfilling. And so at Chipotle, I can still get my rice, beans, fajita veggies, pico corn guac. Like it's a really good plant-based meal. And also if you guys don't get meat on your Chipotle bowl, you get the guac for free. Fun fact. But a poke bowl is kind of kind of similar to Chipotle though, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a rice base and it's got the things on top, but it feels fresher. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's nice to have some places like Chipotle where you can go to any single one in the whole country and it's going to be consistent. Like, you know what you're getting. Yeah. So that is kind of nice. You kind of do need that backup option because that's that's Connor's backup option when we have like no food, we're road tripping and because he can't eat out, there's just too many allergies that he has. Like Chipotle is our go-to. So I, I get that. It is for you guys too. Mm-hmm, because he can yeah. get the meat and the rice. That's all he can have there. <laughs> yeah, but at least it's like you can count on it. Yes. And that's kind of what you need sometimes. Yes, but... Back to the Poke Bowl. That sounds amazing. And you found a good spot. Yeah. And now I'm just open to the whole world of Poke, I guess. Which, you you know how a lot of places are Poke and Boba teas? Mm-hmm. So I went to this Boba tea place the other day because I was like, okay, we're just going to do the whole thing. And the lady didn't speak very good English. And I was like, do you have non-dairy milk? And she like pulls up this gallon that looks exactly like whole milk. And she's like, lactose-free. And I was like, yeah, can I can I see the label? And it's like contains milk, like mm. cow milk. And I'm like, no, this is just like taking the lactose part out of the milk. And she was like, no, 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 dairy-free, dairy-free. And I was like, I'm okay. Thanks, though. I was like, do you have like coconut? Trying to, I don't know what language she spoke, but I felt bad like leaving. But I'm also like, um, how many people have you served this lactose-free milk to and claimed that it was like, you know, oat or almond or something? Because she like had it in the back. And I was like, can you bring it over here? I want to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Let me just get a look and, at that. Uh, Yeah, it definitely goes to show that that you do kind of have to ask and advocate for yourself because I went to this other like salad express type place, also like a Chipotle where you go and build it up. And on the menu, it had like, uh, you know, where it's like an asterisk and then V equals whatever. It was like V equals vegan. And I'm like looking and I was like, he's like, oh yeah, let me know if you have any questions. And I was like, yeah, my question is kind of how, why you have all of these non-vegan things marked as vegan. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I, I'm the owner, but I just printed that sign. He's like, I actually don't know what vegan means. And I was like, <laughs> why would you put that up there? And so I had to literally tell him what being vegan is. And he was like, oh, that sounds nice, but I like to eat animals. And I'm like, that's fine. That can totally be your opinion. But why do you own a salad place with all like (laughs) claiming to be vegan? I wanted to one star him so bad and I never feel that way, but he did not care. He was only capitalizing on the fact that like vegan is trendy right now. And he had no care. And I was like, okay, well, you should change your sign. What was on it? Didn't care. 
like just like all these salads that had like or what was like egg, the, oh, you know? egg. Okay, yeah. Like egg or ranch and I don't know, other things like that. I'm like, what are you <laughs> doing? And then he said he had a guacamole dressing and I was like, oh, do you know how you make it? And he's like, no, I just buy everything from the store. And I'm like, okay. So he's like, I, th- I threw all the bottles away. <laughs> I just don't trust this guy. But anyway, it's just, yeah, goes to show. Got to look into some things sometimes. Don't always trust what you see. Wow, that is very interesting. Yeah, don't trust the labels always. Okay, any other fun things you have going on? Do you have any fun trips that are coming up? Anything exciting within your businesses? Ooh, okay, yeah. Two quick things to wrap up on. One, I told you guys about my like new business thing. So my friend Hillary and I, we did start Sunseekers. It's going to kind of be for people who are newly spiritual and spiritually curious and just don't have resources. You're like, oh, I want to buy like a good ceremonial grade cacao, but I don't even know where to go for that. Or like, I'm kind of just getting into tarot or astrology and I don't know who to trust or what to try. So we want to make our website kind of be like a directory database of all things in the newly spiritual realm so people can go to and be like, oh, cool, I'll just order that one. So at least we have a direction now. We had our first event on the strawberry full moon and it was super lovely and we're working on planning the next one. So that's exciting. Things are in motion. I feel like we have a good direction. And then something I'm looking forward to is in July, Clay's family trip. We're going up to like the Pacific Northwest area and his parents got like a cabin and it's just going to be all of his siblings and his parents. And it's so cool with them. I'm so thankful in my family and Clay's family. We both have three siblings and we're all close in age. So Clay has three older brothers and they all have either a wife or a fiance. And everyone just gets along. It's so fun hanging out with their family. And then same on my side, I have my sister and two stepbrothers and we're all in the same age. And I am just so thankful that like we're in places where our siblings are also our friends. And yeah, it's cool because growing up, it was like just me and my sister. And now in my adult years, it's like, oh, we got a big family. There's a lot of people now. Yeah. But I'm sure you relate to that with all of your siblings being the same age. Yes. I feel like you definitely can appreciate when everyone gets along and has fun. Because I know so many situations where it's not like that and that always stinks. That's so fun. PNW is literally a dream. And yeah, I love that you all get to have fun together. That's so good. I think for me, exciting things coming up. I'll be in Omaha at the end of the month, uh, at the end of July for our love event, which I'm so excited. My brother lives in Omaha. Obviously, I get to hang out with Allison, see some other of my friends from home that I'm just like so excited to hang out with them and catch up and do all the things. Like I, I love visiting Omaha. I think another final thought I have for this episode is just that all in all, time's back to Mexico trips. Mexico was like a big part of my life this past month. I just think it's so sad that Mexico is considered dangerous when after my almost two weeks there, I literally did not feel in danger once. And we drove around the whole Midwest of the country. We saw so much. And I'm like, I have had so many more like life or death situations in Europe, which is like, quote unquote, deemed safe. Like getting followed by a scary man in Madrid or like the scary homeless people in Paris that are like coming up and like attacking you. So I don't know. I don't know what my thoughts are completely with that, but it's just kind of stinky that like when I was telling people that I was going to Mexico, they're like, okay, make sure you're being safe. 
But if I like told people I was going to Spain, they'd be like, oh my gosh, you got to do this, 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 have so much fun. I'm like, I feel like I was definitely... Like you have to go look to find the danger in Mexico. Like it's not just like there, at least for the parts I went to in Michoacan and Guanajuato. Like you would have to go find the quote unquote danger. What I'm like, there were situations in Madrid where like I was at the touristy places and it was scary. So... I don't know. Totally. Yeah. When I went to Mexico City and I was by myself walking around, I felt totally fine. I felt safe. And that's funny because yesterday when I was at the dentist, my dentist is like a dad and he has a daughter and she graduated and went to Singapore. And he said that he told her, he was like, you know, please be safe. Like, I'm really worried about you going there. It's not safe. And she like sent him these stats about how much more crime happens in Omaha, which is like where she lives in downtown Omaha by Creighton versus how much happens in Singapore. And he was like, it was a good reminder to me that like, you can't just assume that because you're not from somewhere that it's not safe. Like, yeah, just why, like, why are we wired to think that a new place that you have haven't been automatically means it's unsafe. Mm-hmm. And of course, anything can happen anywhere, anytime, but it's a little prejudiced to just yeah, write exactly off a whole saying. place. Go be safe. Yeah. Because probably statistically, like you always hear about the crazy thing that happens in a different country, but like you're probably more likely to get in a car accident or like something to happen just in your five miles of your own home or something like that. So I don't know. That's just my two cents. I just think it's crazy that like Mexico is written off as like dangerous when they're definitely in places that I feel like are considered safe. And I'm like, wait, that was actually really scary. And I had zero experiences like that on my trip. So I mean, same same when you and I went to Colombia. Mm-hmm. And when Clay and I backpacked Colombia, there was only one city that we went to that we were like, I don't think we should have came here. This is pretty unsafe. But everywhere else we went for that whole month, like didn't have any bad experiences. Wow. So. I think the bottom line is like, yes, some places can be dangerous or whatever, but as long as you're practicing, you know, good travel etiquette and being aware of your surroundings and being aware of like what neighborhoods are safe to be walking around mm-hmm. in and others not so much. And then you can form your own opinion. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. So that's my final thoughts. But yeah, exciting things happening with the podcast and with our lives going on. So... Yeah, I think that was a good catch up. It was. I'm glad we got to do it. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much again for listening to another episode. We seriously appreciate all the love and support and to show our appreciation, Allison's going to announce a giveaway that we have going on and she's going to tell you how you can get entered. All right. What you can win is a big PR box full of all of these awesome products. There will be something in there for everyone in order to get entered. There are two things you can do. One is to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to send a screenshot of that to our Instagram. That way we know you left that review or you can put some up on your Instagram story, whether that's a screenshot of the podcast episode you're listening to, a quote that you resonated with, and tag us so that we can make sure to see it. And then we will put you into our chart of your name and we will draw at the end of the year. As always, if you guys want to stay connected with us, you can join our Facebook group, Already Friends Podcast, Friends Squad. You can also join our Patreon page, patreon.com slash already friends. It's $5 a month for a bonus episode every single month with access to our entire backlog of bonus episodes. Guys, so many good topics there. So go check that out. And yeah, as always thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time bye without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you no matter the weather emergency or time of day you're the ones who get it done at granger we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.